Hi, this is Derek Armijo. Welcome to the first episode of Picture Start with Derek Armijo. Um, the, I just wanted to tell you the idea behind this podcast before we get into the first episode. Um, we're going to discuss movies. Uh, we're going to review movies. It's not always going to be the same thing. It's not always going to be uh, movies that are out now. It's going to be movies that we love, movies that we've forgotten about, movies that we think should be highlighted, and we'll throw in some new titles uh, as well. I think the first couple episodes are going to be newer titles. Um, we recorded the first three episodes in July, so hopefully uh, these reviews will uh, make you pick up the DVDs or check them out uh, in some capacity uh, when they reach uh, home video or something like that. Uh, so, without further ado, let's get into the first episode. My uh, guest was Matt Kaczymski, and the movie that we talked about was Francis Ha. Um, since the uh, time that we recorded this, uh, my total uh, viewings of this movie in the theater uh, reached 10. 10 times in the theater. It may be one of my favorite movies of all time now. Um, and you'll see why when we talk about it. And then we uh, start our first... Uh, cooking segment that we're probably going to do uh, regularly. Uh, this time we made ice cream. We called it Francis Hagen does. It turned out very well. Uh, and if you listen closely, you'll figure out how to make it yourself. Um, we ran into problems, but we figured it out in the long run. So check it out and uh, enjoy. Okay, we are here with Matt Kaczynski, who stars in the motion picture Mancation, which is available on iTunes right now, right? Yeah, it's uh, anywhere you can buy a movie online. It's uh, digital on demand. Everywhere. Who's in it, other uh, than Matt Kaczynski? Uh, it's me, uh, Joey Fatone, oh. who was in InSync. He was. He was. You can't handle the star power of Matt Kaczynski and Joey Fatone, so there's probably nobody else that we've heard Oh, of. no, no, there's a couple other people. Uh, we got Danica McKellar, you might know her from The Wonder Years. That was Kevin Arnold's first love. Winnie Cooper, my first love. America's first love. <laughs> America's first love. Uh, yeah, Mike Starr from uh, Dumb and Dumber. Yes. He's, uh, he died in Dumb and Dumber. I had a, a lot of great, fun Mike Starr stories when I first met him, and we like were rehearsing lines and stuff, and he's like a fun like wind-up toy. Like He just started talking and telling me all these great stories, and I just couldn't wait for him to tell me anything about Dumb and Dumber, <laughs> and he spoke none of Dumb and Dumber at all about like Goodfellas and other movies that didn't know him. So yeah, uh, Mancation, you could buy uh, Digital On Demand, you could find it in Best Buy and all places like that. Cool. So we're here uh, to start our inaugural, inaugural say it? Uh, inaugural. Inaugural. <laughs> That's not how you say it, I'm uh, setting you up. Segment, uh, Silver Screen, Silver Screen, hey, that's why I have you here. Yeah, I, was, can say, I can't say Silver Screen Creams, which is where we, we get a movie, we review it. We figure out how to make the ice cream version of that movie, and then we review our efforts doing that. Yeah, because it will be a very experimental type of thing. Yeah, it's, uh, it's supposed to be all like in- inspired by the movie. And, mm-hmm. and our first movie uh, is going to be Francis Ha, uh-huh. starring Greta Gerwig, Mickey Sumner, uh, Adam Driver, directed and directed by Noah Baumbach, and written by Baumbach and Greta Gerwig. And so our ice cream is going to be. And this is much debated amongst our, amongst our friend circle here, what it was going to be and the name of it. Apparently, it's a very controversial name. And that's why I think it'll get people talking about it. <laughs> right. uh, it's going to be called Francis Hagen does. Right. Because that's an ice cream, I hear. Yeah. I've heard, yeah, I've heard of it. Uh, I think it's got, uh, got some promise for the future. 
So we got several ideas from Brian Strang. This is basically mainly we took his ideas and kind of mashed them up. Uh, so what is going to be what is Francis Hagen does going to consist of, Matt? Uh, well, it's a uh, hot chocolate ice cream with mm-hmm. uh, black and white cookies uh, mixed into it. So we're gonna pulverize some black and white cookies uh, and, and put it in hot chocolate ice cream. Let's break that down. We chose hot chocolate ice cream. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so well, first of all, you're. When we start talking here about what you need, um, right now, go on to Amazon. Hopefully, you have Amazon Prime, and you order yourself an ice cream maker. It will be at your place in two days, and you can get one for like 30 bucks. That's what, It's good that you're here, because I would never <laughs> say, first thing, make sure you have a machine that right, makes right. ice cream. People are going to go out and buy all this crap, and they go, now what? We're going to go, put it in your ice cream maker, and they're going to go, uh... Uh, yeah, so an ice cream, I think I, I got a Cuisinart for, I think mine was like 50 bucks, but it's, or like 45 bucks. It's great. It's... I, I, and I got it about a, one year ago. Matt is the hit at parties now because he <laughs> makes he's made Christmas themed ice cream. Yeah. He's it's like a mad laboratory, mad <laughs> sciences laboratory in here, and that's why I decided to use it. Totally, it, and it goes with my childhood uh, theme of, of cooking, quote unquote. Okay, so hot chocolate ice cream on the soundtrack to this movie is the band Hot Chocolate singing "Everyone's a Winner." Mm-hmm. So that's how they're represent, represented. Uh, New York. Black and white cookies, because the movie takes place in New York, and mm-hmm. it is black and white. And we may add some other accoutrement into that as well. So we're going to start with the mixing of that, and we'll be back with you to tell you how it all goes together. Okay. Go buy your ice cream maker. Yes, do that first, and then play this in two days. <laughs> two days later. <laughs> all right, cool. Uh, so, um, as a note, the, the, the ice cream maker, uh, for this particular um, recipe... They actually want you to use like an old school ice cream maker that has uh, ice and salt. But like I said, I got mine's like a Cuisinart. Um, I bought this Cuisinart on, on Amazon. That is like a frozen bucket. Um, so the recipe wouldn't normally get cold enough if you if you did it because sort of it comes out to like a thick consistency. Mm-hmm. Um, but what you can do is um, add just like a plain vanilla to this, uh, and it'll sort of cool it down and thin it out and be easier to puff it. About how much? Um, a, a a regular recipe would uh, would do like a, a quart and a half. I I'm, I would half it. Um, okay. Yeah, I would half the actual recipe, which would um, translate to um, about a half, roughly a half a cup of sugar, half a cup of milk, and um, one cup of heavy cream. Okay. So remember to do that. Yeah. Exactly. Before. Yeah. I mean, you, well, you can add you can add it together. It really won't matter because it's all mm-hmm. going to mix in. But right now, you know, right now you're going to want to have the, uh, the you know you're going to make the, the hot sort of stuff and then put that in your fridge and you're going to cool it, uh, and then the stuff that you'll add to it, the vanilla, you can go okay. back to that and it'll cool it down. All right, we'll do just that. Cool. Let's get it going. Okay, so what are the ingredients that we need to uh, make our ice cream? It's pretty simple. Uh, you're going to need two-thirds of a cup of powdered cocoa, uh, a single cup of whole milk, one-third cup of cream or heavy whipping cream, six large egg yolks, yolks, a uh, third cup of sugar, and again, that ice cream maker. Okay. Uh, and you can sort of swap out if you want to do like, if you want to do like a flavored uh, cocoa, you can make it, but we're going to stick to the, the plain uh, powdered cocoa. Because we're young, struggling people in New right, York, right. and we can't ex- yeah, afford fancy, fancy mint. Oh. Mint cocos. <laughs> okay, Matt, where do we start here? 
Uh, okay, so I've just uh, heated up to just below a boiling point uh, the milk and the cream, the, uh, the heavy whipping cream, uh, into a small saucepan. Uh-huh. Uh, and now I've taken the cocoa powder, the unsweetened cocoa powder, and I'm uh, whisking it into the, uh, into the into the mixture of milk and, uh, and cream. Okay. Uh, it comes up with like a, a sort of a thick, chocolatey... Uh, oh, it smells amazing. Yeah, it smells good. With, with, with some sugar in it, too. Uh, yeah, so just whisk that in until it's uh, until it's nice and creamy, and then uh, check back in with me. I'll give you the next step. All right, so step one, make the actual hot cocoa yeah. before you actually put it in the ice cream machine. I just wanted to make a quick note that Matt almost grabbed the hot pan, <laughs> just like in the movie, and I'm like, maybe we should make this a video podcast. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not what uh, I'm not what my friends call smart. Okay. I just I went straight for the pan. Without a, a potholder, or I mean, as you can see, I don't even own a potholder. I'm standing there holding a rag, mm-hmm. a towel. Uh, so yeah, I just went right for the. Thankfully, it wasn't too hot. But you have a lot of heart, just like Francis. Just like Francis. And so a lot of her, a lot of her is probably going into this right now. <laughs> I like to think so. Uh, so what I'm doing right now is I'm uh, I'm separating with such ease and poise uh, egg yolks. I learned this little trick back in the day, probably from watching some stupid cooking show. Uh, what does that mean that you're separating them? Uh, well, if you crack an egg and like just uh, find a place, I'm, I'm dumping it into my measuring cup. Which uh-huh. I guess I'll just uh, dump the actual egg whites down my drain because I'm not going to save them. Uh, so you want six uh, egg yolks. So you just want the, that yellow part of the egg. Uh, so if you crack an egg and just sort of um, go back and forth, if you toss the, the yolk back and forth between each half of the shell and sort of let the Egg white drain out. Look at that. I mean, come on. You guys can see this at home, right? This, this is, is super fancy. I've, I, 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 so much egg yolk would, or, or so much white would be going into mine if I had not a person that knew what they were doing. <laughs> I well, didn't even know this was a thing. Yeah, yeah. Totally a thing. Uh, you would make an excellent Foley artist. Because <laughs> right now the baby dinosaurs are yeah. being born right. in the Jurassic Park. Do, we should make a what would the what would the ice cream be that we make for uh, Jurassic Park? Okay, so one. Here's, here's what we need to consider. Um, what 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 ice cream do dinosaurs like? Right, most? right. Um, what kind would be the most exotic? Maybe a tropical, right? Island. Um, I mean, kind of treats. There's yeah. a lot of fruit on those trees. We can make a cow flavored one that raptors would like. Right. Uh, meat flavored. Uh, you, you, I mean, you'd have to do one that had eggs because this is awesome. This, like you said, this mm-hmm. process of like just using the egg yolk. Uh, so you get uh, you get that sugar plus uh, in a separate bowl. So we've mixed that that cocoa and the milk and cream together in a mm-hmm. separate bowl. You get um, your sugar and then these six egg yolks that I'm still because I don't move fast. I'm still um, separating and dumping in. Uh, and you're gonna mix those together until like our directions say. Uh, until you have a ribbon pattern. Uh, we'll also probably, I, I imagine you'll probably give a link to the, the site that we're using for this recipe. For the, for the actual uh, hot cocoa part. Yeah. I imagine getting uh, New York, or getting black and white cookies might be a little harder if you weren't in the L.A. or New York areas. But uh, make your own. Yeah, we'll, we'll supply it. We. I'm, I'm like, <laughs> all I'm doing is making ice cream. I'm like, you just come over to make ice cream. We just gotta warm up the egg so it's not like an instant shock okay. when we put them into the hot chocolate. So uh, you've got that pan of that hot chocolate um, 
on, on your stovetop, and you've got a separate bowl with the yolk um, and, the, and the sugar. So you're just going to take a little bit of that hot chocolate with a spoon that I totally have. Spoon, 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 that I totally have, uh, and put it into the bowl of uh, yolk and sugar. So you're acclimating yeah, the cocoa. Yeah, getting, getting it used to uh, the idea of... It's like Francis had to get used to the idea of not spending as much time with his best friend. Yeah. So let's get into the movie. Okay, so Francis Ha is about a young uh, mid-twenties lady who uh, is a dancer and she has a best friend named Sophie, played by Mickey Sumner. So uh, what happens is that Sophie and her boyfriend start getting more uh, closer together, getting more serious, and she ends up moving out of the apartment that she shares with Francis. And this is the catalyst that sends Francis on a journey to kind of find uh, a kind of a replacement for what she feels is like her soulmate. Yeah. So she goes from apartment to apartment in this uh, sort of, what would you call it, the structure of like, we keep getting title cards of the new yeah. addresses that she's going into. And each new roommate situation that she has, she, she tries in a way to either make Sophie jealous about what's going on or to kind of replicate the same yeah. things that she used to do to Sophie. She's sort of forcing it almost to just try to find that mm -hmm. soulmate, but not like in a weird love kind of way, just like a true basic, of, like a real basic love of just another human being. It's yeah. Not, it's not, it's not like a life partner. It more is like a It's life basically partner. a romance between two best girlfriends. Yeah. In a very plutonic way. Not a lot of movies. Movies kind of have buddy relationships with each other. But this seems like like a very, very solid. It feels yeah. like, like relationships that I've had in the past with other people. Right. You know? And because when you get to this age, in the mid, when you're in your mid-20s, people start getting doing their own thing. And uh, maybe not hanging out as much. The cool thing about Matt and his friends who are from New Jersey, they all came... Los Angeles eventually, so you're kind of with your friend group already. Yeah. So yeah. Matt looks at Francis Ha and he's like, "I have no idea what's going on here. Don't all your friends move with you right, to right, the right, city right, you want right. to go to, and you all live your dream together? I don't understand." <laughs> right. But someone like me, like uh, I, uh, I started working at ArcLight, you know, when I was like 18, and I most of my friends uh, I met there who moved to California to either be actors, actresses, writers. And unfortunately, over the years, some people either give up the ghost or right. try to, uh, they say they're going to come back and, you know, just try it back where they came from. Sure. So over the years, you know, the people start going home and the possibility, it, it's, it's weird. I don't know if anybody else has had that kind of experience. Maybe that's kind of an, a uniquely LA experience. But, um, so I kind of, uh, I kind of got what she was going through with like your friend, your friends that you spent a lot of your college age time with and uh, you grew up as adults together and somebody's moving forward with adulthood much faster right. than you are and then you kind of feel should i be doing right this too am i being left back and there's a scene in uh the movie where he's staying with this other dancer that she knows and it's a dinner party scene and she says a speech about um what she wants in a romantic relationship or in life is to be able to, in the midst of living a life together, to be able to see that person from across the room and kind of know 
that despite whatever's happening or whatever we're orbiting around now, um, we're in this, t- this is our life together. And it's sad, it's sad because, you know, it's probably what everybody wants and, you know, not everybody gets it. Um, but uh, we kind of see towards the end of the movie that despite uh, Sophie getting more and more serious with this dude and despite her job situation not being as ideal as she thought it was going to be, that and this is something I think maybe I don't know if you if, if you ever gone through this when you're in your 20s. And this thing starts to happen, you take it very personally, mm-hmm. and that you think, well, I'm not gonna. You start to distance yourself from it, not realizing that that probably is not something that will be responded to well. Right. That's not gonna get somebody back. Right. Resenting the person who leaves you for a, continuing their life. Yeah, is not, and is not gonna, you know, it's not gonna make things better between the two. Of you. And people grow apart that way. Yep. And um, it takes. It probably takes a more mature person. To realize uh, what's going on, just accepting what's going on, and just trying to live with it, which I think is what she ends up doing in the movie. Right. Like she, the not much. It, it's not like at the end of the movie she gets everything she wants and everything's wrapped up in a pretty bow, but she just kind of accepts what's going on and accepts what she has, and that's what ends up being her happy ending. That she, acceptance, in a lot of ways, to me, I've been finding this out a lot. In my 20s acceptance kind of like a superpower once you accept the things that are going on around you it's just easier to deal with them right. and um there's also a lot of pratfalls that you deal with in life and a lot of burning yourself on pans <laughs> and falling over what were your favorite moments of the movie um i think you know right when she sort of realizes it, like early on when when she realizes that uh she's got to find a replacement Second, you see her just sort of hopping through a dress. And, and, and I guess for me, the realization of what the movie was really about was that, that this girl is looking for a replacement mm-hmm. in her life. What? Um, I, I, I didn't really get anything from this part, but at one point she goes back home to Sacramento mm-hmm. for Christmas, and it's a kind of, there's dialogue in the scene, but you're not really focusing on it. It's kind of just a montage of her spending Christmas in Sacramento. And since I was born and raised in Los Angeles and spent every Christmas in Los yeah. Angeles, I've never had that moment of, okay, I'm going to go home back to kind of a, a life that's kind of moved on from me, but right. it's kind of still stunted. It's still, you like, so do you feel like you're a kid again when you go back home? Yeah, I mean, it's like, a, you know, it's bittersweet. You go there and you're like, oh, man, I, I, I miss this place and I, and I love every memory that I have. And in the same breath, you can't really sort of dupe care people have moved on and we're on you know I mean even just going home and, and seeing friends you know that have that are you know suddenly married and have gotten kids and you know that tree that you used to climb as a kid which was now giant you know like that that was giant is now just this mm-hmm. tiny little thing you go into the old school that you were in and there's always a tree and the ceiling is way lower than it ever was. Um but you know you want to try to sort of fit into that old sweater you used to wear and, and mm-hmm. feel like you're you know without skipping a beat Right back there, but and then at that time, there's probably a lot of friends and family in town. Oh yeah, anyway. For sure, yeah. So, so it just is it kind of it's probably not a it's not a legitimate real thing. It's no. just kind of a yeah, it's like it's, a once in it's just very 
know what you would call it. Just it's not something that happens every day. So when you go back to New Jersey in March on a Wednesday right. and you're trying to go <laughs> meet up with your parents and they're busy and you're like, I only have a day in New right. Jersey. Uh. Uh, so um, when you leave New Jersey, do you have any feelings of you get any sort? I, I don't know. Maybe the maybe the first couple of times you did it back from when you moved from New Jersey. Mm-hmm. To LA, the first couple times that you went back for Christmas, what was it like leaving New Jersey again? Um, it it was it was definitely weird. I mean, I'm I'm pretty close with my parents, and that really just came from moving out. I mean, the first when I first it wasn't LA when I first moved out of of younger, uh, it made me a lot closer to my parents, as it does, I imagine, most kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I'm I'm today very close with them, and so I missed that a lot, uh, even. Today, nine years later, after nine years, I still miss that when I when I leave there. But you know, e- everything's different. It's like I, you know, when it comes to like friends and not just family, but friends and family. Like I leave there, and I'm like, oh man, these people have all moved on from these wildly different lives than what I lead. You know, I'd be lying if I said that I didn't ever think about just close friends of mine. Like, oh, I have no resentment. Mm-hmm. Like you now, you're having resentment. Like that's I mean. The people that stay. Yeah, I mean it's it's crazy because you know I've got a lot of friends and I've I've gotten them all together before. One of the first years I went back in the first or second year that I went home, uh, I I now I go home much more discreetly. I sometimes don't even tell people I go there. I'll, I'll get in and out. I'll be mm-hmm. there for four or five days and won't tell anybody. I'll just hang out with my family. But uh, when I first went, I was telling everybody. I, they were like all sending emails to me like Matt, you've got to make sure that we get the whole gang together. And like I get a dozen guys together. It was like such work because everyone's right. in such a different place. Schedules my buddy's, yeah, stuff. my buddy's a lawyer, my buddy's a doctor, one guy flew in from Michigan for the holidays. Oh, wow. You know, they've got they've got like kids, so it's making a night work was just so much work. Mm-hmm. And seeing them all and uh, you know, being around them, but trying to really friends that I've known for years, you know, you want to sort of pick up right where you left off before all this happened. You want to you want to believe that you just they're still sort of right there, shoulder to shoulder with you. Like you haven't skipped a beat. But truth is, like now there's people in between you, your shoulders mm-hmm. and their shoulders, and that's a life. Isn't that weird? Do you ever feel like sort of like, well, I've known. I don't. I, you probably don't get into many fights with these people. Right. Like I've known you yeah, longer right. than <laughs> right, that. Right. Yeah. What do you mean you have to go feed yeah. your baby? Right. You've known right. him for what, like three months? Right. <laughs> right. Right. Um, Again, it's not. It's not like the, the, the word resentment. You know, it's that sort of sense. Of, it's like a tinge of something that doesn't yeah, feel natural. Like, like, man, I had this, like, we used to play baseball, like, you know, when mm-hmm. we were 10, the field that we walked to that we lived down the street from. Like, and it's Christmas morning and you're there with your yeah, baseball right, and you're like, yeah. you want to go down in the sand? Oh, no! Um, one, uh, future guest of the show, Harry Nelson, said that his, one of, he was listening to me his favorite parts of the movie, and he said one of them was when she was leaving Sacramento and saying goodbye to her parents. And I, I, when I watch anything or, or, or see any story, I want to try to relate to it in the way that the intended audience is. And I, I just felt so Terminator-like. It's like, I know now why you cry, but it's something I could never do. Like, I don't, I, I can't, right. I don't know what that is because they're always <laughs> around. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I always, I thought, I, I, it's going to be one of those moments of the movie that I'm probably going to, be chasing for a while. So I guess I don't know if you have any sort of rating system or if you're 
grading system based on the segment would be dessert based mm -hmm. in your numbered of whatever you <laughs> have. Um, but to me, it, it's a five, I rate out of five. I mean, we'll do ice cream, five ice creams. It's going to be, it would it'd be five ice creams. Right. <laughs> it'd be five ice creams. Yeah. In fact, I'm going to not do ice cream. It makes it sound a little, <laughs> not as serious. It, this is a five out of five movie for me. It's definitely the best movie of the year. I don't yeah. think, I don't think I'm going to see something within the next six months. that will make me want to see it, you know, so many times in a theater and it just, you know, just captures I don't know. Everybody has that movie where they're just they get it. It's that mm -hmm. that's, they see it at the right time yeah. and they have the right feelings. And to me, even as even as a film, it's just tight. There's no fat on it. That like every scene means something. Every shot means something. Yeah. And it's any movie. Sh movie should be between ninety minutes and a hundred minutes. Agreed. So and if I I guess if I were to say. Um, I did a best of the decade or whatever, which was 2014. Mm -hmm. I would imagine this would be this may like life. This has the potential to me. We watched the trailer before we mm -hmm. uh, saw started making our ice cream here. I wanted to watch it all over yeah. again because I I have I haven't seen it since May. I like I saw it a bunch of times in May. Yeah, and uh, it's now July. Um, it has a movie. Seeing a movie that you could when I was little, um, The Mask. Right. Jim Carrey's The Mask had a promo in the beginning for the soundtrack that said, "Once you put this in, this will be forever. Never gonna take it out." And my mom's like, "That's funny because you literally watch the entire movie, watch the credits, and there was a Space Ghost interview with Jim Carrey at the very end. So when that was over, the tape would run out, and VCRs for those those kids those days, when it reached the ends of the tape, it rewinds itself, All automatically rewound, yeah, and yeah. pops out. And I remember it would be like late on a Friday night, and I would go." Like, push it push back it in, right back in, because I know a lot of people that say that they they had those movies like the like one of my, my friends watched The Matrix like every day. Like I've never had a movie that that's that's that watchable that yeah. you can that you actually you don't feel bored watching it every day. I, mean, yeah. I don't know if you have any. Uh, I was just talking about this recently with a friend of mine. Um, The Breakfast Club when I was uh um back east and I was I started bartending at this place in Hoboken, New Jersey, and um uh one of my best friends Joe was jobless at the time and was living at home and I was working like three nights a week making bank uh, and my buddy Joe was and like I was, I was in a good mood like you know I was a happy guy back then so cynical now uh, and uh, my friend Joe was like in a really sort of tough place like he was living at home he wasn't happy jobless and um, so I just showed up every day uh, like five days a week with our favorite sandwiches from uh, you know, sandwich shop downtown Scrabble and the Breakfast Club that was and, your movie. Yeah. So I can, to this day, I can quote Breakfast Club. As I got, a, when I was a kid, I used to be a lot more meticulous in my love of things. So, like, if I liked Star Wars, there was, like, dozens of novels and video games, and you just felt like, this is canon. I must know everything mm -hmm. about it. Even though the quality might not be the same, or you're definitely, you know, George Lucas was not looking over and, you know, okay, I approve of all right. this. But there was that sense of dis the discovery when you delve into those things. You're just so in love with it. You need to know everything about it. And when you're like 13, 14, you start to watch new movies and see new filmmakers. You, it's the same thing. And, and, and IMDb was around. And DVDs were starting to get become special features when I was had, had these special features late in when I when I was fourteen or fifteen. And it's just like 
you look back now and you're like, I was so passionate about that. And you, it's not like you're not now, but it's not near. You, you didn't have enough. You didn't have the. You had the time. You didn't have necessarily have the money because now you have money to spend on right, right, you know right. all the toys and stuff. You, you don't really have the desire to. Right. Um, watching Frank with Ha, I had like a passion to see this see this movie again. It's so good. And at the first, I was like, I don't even need to read any Q and As or interviews. It just I, I it speaks for itself so well. Right. I I, I don't even know what they could say. And I missed several Q and As at ArcLight because of that. But now I want to know what their Benji's Gremlins free idea was, <laughs> right, right, and right. what and what they say that would be. So that's it. Brought that it made me feel a little bit like a teenager again in a way that I liked it. Yeah, because I I don't know I like when the, they announced that the new Star Wars was coming out and uh, that it was going to take place after the originals. There's all those books and stuff. They, they call it the extended universe mm-hmm. about uh, you know, novels of Star Wars and stuff. They've had like three generations of things happen in the Star Wars universe. There's what happened directly after Star Wars, the kids growing up, the kids fighting over, you're going to the dark side. You're right. Like the kid, like I feel like I, I feel, when I was reading this recently, I was like, I feel like I've missed so <laughs> right, much. Right, right. But it's nice to have that little bit of passion again. Real sweet. That's a sweet and honest answer. Just like the movie, Frank. Uh, sweet and honest. Probably like ice cream for me. Yeah. So let's oh, get back so to that. Okay, so we're at the final stages here. We have crumbled up our black and white cookies. Now there, we there's two kinds of black and white cookies at the at the canters where we where we bought the cookies. There's the big ones. They also had these little mini ones, so we decided we're going to buy two big ones for ourselves, yeah. and we're going to crumble up the mini ones, but you can still crumble up a big one yeah. if that's what you find. Uh, they're delicious. They're a lot sweeter than you'd think they'd be. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm right now just eating the the remaining crumbles of what we have in the bowl. And we t- what you're, the whirring you're hearing is the ice cream being made. Yeah. All right, we're about to take our first bite here. Yeah, uh, so if, uh, I know you just took a picture of it. <clears throat> um, it uh, it's it's a little um, soft like creamier than uh, mm-hmm. than you than most people would want. Fresh I, out of the machine. Yeah, fresh out of the machine. So you know if you throw this in your freezer, it'll eventually uh, mm-hmm. solid up more. But I, you and I both like it. Yeah, let's uh, do it. Let's dip it. Oh man, it's a really good, really good chocolatey. Mm-hmm. It's like almost like pure chocolate. Yeah, super rich. That we. I think the vanilla really made the perfect balance with the chocolate because yeah. the batter was a little, you know, really strong. Yeah. And the cookie goes well with it. It's very sweet. Mm-hmm. Like it, I'm just repeating what you said, man. <laughs> but you're right. Mm. Black and white is really. And I was like I was saying before, it also kind of tastes coffee-ish. Mm-hmm. They drink coffee when you're young, and then you know, I oh, heard. That's what the kids do. Mm-hmm. We got a little black and white ice cream, a little black and white cookie. Movie was in black and white. How fucking perfect is that? God. We're pretty perfect. We should high five about this. All right. Yeah. Good high five. So, uh, I don't know if you rate your ice cream at all. <laughs> you probably should, the amount of ice cream that you make. You yeah. probably write it down and stuff. But what would you give this ice cream here? We're going out of five, right? Sure. Um... 
Hmm. Well, I'll tell you right now, I'm a sucker for uh, dry ingredients in ice cream. Mm -hmm. So it's automatically going to make this rating higher. I'm a sucker for something that is so rich and sweet that I can't even eat a ton of it. Because <laughs> that will automatically cut me back on. Because mm -hmm. I eat because it is. Uh, so I've got, I'm, I'm kind of in love with this right now. I mean, we have small bowls in front of us. It's going to be even tough to finish. Noah Bombeck said that he crafted Francica to be like a, he made it like a pop album. Like he was doing serious, more fancy movies. Mm -hmm. That movie is very sweet, mm -hmm. very light. Well, you know, mm -hmm. as light as a story like that can be. You've got the sweetness here in the cookie, but you also got this is some fucking serious ice cream right. in the middle of <laughs> right, it, right? And you get you get the you get the strong rich taste with the strong rich themes in the movie. I think this is a perfect yeah, ice cream. It's a great pairing. And that I'm really... going to tweet the people that are involved in the movie that are on Twitter about this. You could and let them know. I'm gonna give them a link. Mm -hmm. Let them know that they should be doing this. So what would you give it out of five? I'm gonna go with a five. I fucking really? love it. I fucking love it. It's delicious. Are you kidding me? I, mean, a black, I haven't had a black and white cookie in so long. It just tastes great in here. Is it making you nostalgic for the East Coast? A little bit. Oh little my bit. God, you're nostalgic for, for home. <laughs> we, we, I don't think we could beat this ice cream. We're going to have to really step up our game for whatever the next one is. Yeah. Mm. But now we know what we want in an ice cream. Yeah. We want one, ones that evoke the emotions that the movie did. Absolutely. For a first time, this is a pretty good... Uh, this is pretty damn it's not, good. It's like not kinda, bad. And also, the mark. you know, I didn't grow up with chocolate. I was mm -hmm. a strawberry guy, and mm -hmm. I've only now since appreciated chocolate. And I'm a big Rocky Road guy mm -hmm. now. This is very, like, a, this, is a, this is the Rocky Road less taken. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. How do you like that? <laughs> Rocky Road less taken. It's so rich. It's great. I think I'm going to give it a five, too. Why not? High five again. I mean, High it's our, five for five. It's our own ice cream. Yeah. Blood, sweat, and tears into this thing. Because we, this is our second attempt at making ice cream yeah. together. The last one was very experimental. We were very mm -hmm. excited about it. It wasn't the best ice cream. We yeah. tried to make a Coca-Cola ice cream yeah. and put little Coca-Cola gummy things in there. Yeah, yeah. The gummies kind of got a little too hard, mm -hmm. and the Coke taste wasn't as strong as we'd like it to be. Right. So we know when we make a subpar ice cream. Totally. And we know when we make a good ice cream. Yeah. And yeah. we did it. This is a great one. Exciting, and we got to use a stove. This is this is the first time also that I've used. Uh, this is the first time I've used stovetop uh, for for anything because I've so far done just cold or you know room room temp mm -hmm. ingredients. I've not experimented at all with cooking stovetop, which I know you're really supposed to do. But I just looked at it. People are like, "Oh, why aren't you like you know like simmering things and like you know bringing things to a boil and then adding them to the thing?" Mm -hmm. And I'm like, there are so many recipes that I'm just trying to like knock out all the things I can think of where I don't have to do that. And then I'll eventually move into that wit, and I've done it now, and we've done it recording, and I love it. Yeah, we we it's found okay. there was there was a little bit of drama. Yeah, there was a, there was some drama. I got we got nervous because we learned that we shouldn't even be making this ice cream <laughs> in this type of machine. Matt yeah. knew how to offset that. We didn't, didn't know uh, that I'd have to use a thermometer to get it to one hundred and eighty yeah. degrees. We figured it out, and hopefully, we've said enough for you to make it at home. If you guys ended up uh, making it. At home, uh, email or tweet us. I'm sure I'll establish an email and a Twitter by the end of this episode. So why don't you check that out? But how can they, if they want to follow your musings, where would they find you? Um, yeah, you can just link me up at macbackhistory.com or mm -hmm. um, it's just that 
That that's got links to everything. Okay. Facebook and Twitter. And your Twitter is very funny, I would oh, say. Thanks, man. And you got you close your tabs as well. Yeah, yeah. Just a little tumbler that yeah. does what? Uh, it uh, it shows people's uh, drunk attempts at closing out bar tabs mm-hmm. and uh, and their ridiculous um, math doings. And we'll link you to that. Cool. And uh, this, right. this was amazing. This was great. Great movie. Great ice cream. Oh, man. I think we really set the bar here. Set the tone well. I'm afraid to do another one. I'm not lying. I'm no, afraid I, to. I like the challenge, man. I, we're yeah, like I'm at the ex- end of I'm Friends. Ex- we managed to get to this point where we're comfortable. Like, I don't want to move here. No, yeah. we got to go to the next thing, man. Yeah. We got to meet our own. You're right. Our own. Um, we'll we have to meet our meet our own patch, and we'll be we'll settle into our own rut in our, yeah, in our right, next ice right. cream. <laughs> um. This was great. Thank you, Matt. Thank you. We're going to do this again. I'm not awesome. even going to ask you. Right. Okay, gonna right. I'm going to come home one day. You're just going to be sitting out front on my steps just with a bag of, of ingredients. Yeah. I have this idea. All right. Well, we will, next time we will come up with a new movie, new ice cream. Awesome. Uh, thank you, Matt Kaczynski. And oh, cool. uh, thank you for listening to this segment. I uh, hope you like the next one as much, even though we set, you really set the bar. Yeah, yeah we, kinda, we, 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 we topped out here. All right, thanks, Matt, and uh, let us know how you like your Francis. We haven't said the name of this thing enough. I yeah. like saying the name of it. Let us know what your Francis Hagen does tastes like, and uh, we'll see you next time. See you soon. Later. And there you have it, the uh, first episode of Picture Start with Derek Armijo. Um, so why don't you go ahead and drop us a line at picturestartpodcast at gmail.com if you have any questions, comments, uh, suggestions for the show. Uh, tell us if you made the ice cream or tell us if you made any other kind of things. What should, what should we be making? Um, you can tweet us at, at picturestartpod on Twitter and uh, give us a like on Facebook at uh, facebook.com slash picture start podcast. We got uh, over 120 likes uh, on the first day and nobody even had anything to listen to. So hopefully um, you'll like it. Uh, You'll press like, and then you'll actually like it when you listen to the episode. And if you didn't, uh, let's just pretend this didn't happen. Let's, Let's give me a mulligan on this one. Um, so that's pretty much it. Uh, thank you for listening, and, uh, hopefully you'll come back next week. Uh, I have no ending for the show, <laughs> or a phrase or anything like that, so I'll just say goodnight. Just one touch of you and I'm-